Welcome back to AFMA 360. I'm your host, Krista Chant. Today, we're going to continue staff interviews. And with me, I have Deputy Chief John McBride. How you doing today, John? Good. Morning. How are you? Good. Good. So uh, I'm sure you've seen a couple of these staff interviews already. It's just a simple conversation. We're going to get to know a little bit about you. So why don't we start off with your childhood? Uh, where did you grow up? I'm born and raised in Globe, Arizona. Um, played sports my whole life growing up. Um, I lived there until I graduated high school. I graduated in 1987. Um, went to college, Mesa Community. Um yeah, that's where that's where I grew up. <laughs> All right. So uh, after playing sports in high school and graduating, you go to Mesa Community College. What were you majoring in there? You know, I was not ma- just taking general classes. I didn't <laughs> know what I wanted to do. So I was just going to class because that's what you did, right? You graduate from high school, you go to college. Um, so I wasn't majoring really nothing. So I basically just was working, going to classes, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So um, after about a year and a half, a year, year and a half of college, I decided to go to air conditioning school. So I went to air conditioning school. I graduated from air conditioning school. Um, and then I got married with my girlfriend at the time. We we're going to get married. So then we moved back to Globe because I went to work at the mines. So I had a chance to either make seven fifty an hour working in air conditioning or ten fifty in the in the mines. And so that's what I did. So working in the mines had to have been pretty interesting. What did you What did you do for a job there? You know, actually, when I first started, I was in. I worked at the rod plant. I worked in Samuel, so that was an hour and a half away from Globe. Um, I did that for a while. They reduced the staffing. Then I worked in the labor mill. I was working in the smelter. Um, I did that for eight months, and then I actually got a different job in a different mine closer to home, and I was actually a truck driver equipment operator did that for seven years ish so like those really big trucks yep. the super big ones 40 ton dump trucks wow yep so what, what was it like driving that man i can't even i can't even imagine uh you know they're slow <laughs> you know they're going up the hills five miles an hour you know uh slick when it rained going downhill slipping and sliding you know not too bad once you learn how to do it it's just like driving a car what kind of a shift did you work when you were working there? Shift work. So I worked seven day shifts off to seven swing shifts off to and seven graveyards and off to. Oh, wow. So once every three weeks, you're rotating yep. between days, uh, basically swing shift and then and night shift. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, how did that? So, you know, you've been a firefighter for a while. And we'll get into that in a minute. How did that shift schedule compare to like working a 2448 or a 4896? I mean, what was it like on your body? It was probably a, a little bit more difficult. I would yeah, imagine. it was difficult. Um, I had a young family at the time, so um, it was a little difficult. Uh, but working shift work, like I, oh, I'm home now more than I was when I worked shift work at the mines, for sure. So that's, you know, my body's been doing that for a long time. Probably one of the biggest <laughs> benefits to being a firefighter, right? Whether you're working a 2448 mm-hmm. or a 4896, just the amount of time off yep, that you have. for sure. So, okay. Probably a bad comparison, but I would imagine when you got into the fire service and you started driving a fire truck after driving those huge dump trucks, driving a fire truck was probably like the comparison to driving a fire truck versus driving a car, I would imagine. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely no issue. Oh, that's awesome. So you're working in the mines, have a young family. What led you down the path of becoming a firefighter? So I used to carpool with guys at work because we're an hour away. Um, one of the guys I used to work with actually 
was a volunteer at Tri-City Fire Department in Claypool. Um, he used to tell me all the cool stuff they, they were doing, and I'm like, ah, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Never thought ever I would be a fireman ever, right? Live in a mining town. My family's miners. That's what we do. Um, so he's like, hey, we're having a live burden this Saturday. Come down, check it out. So I'm like, all right. So I went down, checked it out. I'm like, it's kind of cool, you know? Um, he's like, yeah, we're looking for members. Might as well come check it out. So put an application in like 1994. And I was like, this is Cool, you know. So I got my one and two by myself, EMT by myself, and then I became a volunteer. Then once I got my one and two and my EMT, then I started working shifts. I became a reserve. Um, I did that started ninety five. Started doing that, and then I just started testing. It the bug got me, and so I was testing. Um, I started testing everywhere. I test all around the valley. I tested Tucson, but back then I didn't know the game. You know, I didn't know how to interview. I didn't, you know, I just. I work with a bunch of miners and a bunch of men that probably not politically correct all the time. <laughs> so I just did the best I could. So I actually had a buddy of mine that was working in Sun Lakes. I never even heard of Sun Lakes. He's like, Hey, you got to come down. We're taking apps for reserves. So I didn't even know where that's at. So he tells me how to get here. Where I come down. I'm like, man, this is far down here, but whatever. So I, I'm testing. I just want to get hired. So then I end up getting a reserve job in 99 in Sun Lakes. And then in 2000, I got hired full time. Um, went to the academy. That was a little tough, actually. So I actually took a pay cut going from the mines to the academy. So, again, young family. I'm living in the valley with my brother while I'm going to the academy. So it was tough. Like, I just took a leap of faith. I'm like, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to try it. And it worked out, luckily. It's kind of amazing. I know you and I have talked a little bit before. Kind of similar paths, right? I was... Originally going to medical school, that was my plan. I put myself through medic school. Um, buddy of mine in Guadalupe had started an ALS program. So he said, hey, why don't you come down and work on the fire truck? Then he told me after I interviewed and, and got hired, you know, as a reserve in Guad, that I had to go through a one and two academy. And we did our first live burn, man, and I was hooked. I yeah. was like, forget medical school. Yeah. This is exactly what I want to yeah. do. Difference for me, though, from uh, you is that I, I wasn't married at the time, so I didn't have a family actually doubled my pay. I was a private ambulance <laughs> paramedic. And, and when I got hired by Glendale, I doubled my pay um, as a BLS firefighter and not even working as a medic. So the commitment you made far greater than the commitment I made. So that was back in 95 is, is when you got originally hired mm -hmm. right, as a reserve. Mm -hmm. Then you said 99 is when you went full time. So you're coming up on, on how many years now? Where are you at? So I've got two years left at a drop. <clears throat> um, I went through all the ranks, um, firefighter, engineer, became a medic 2000, 2001. Um, I got promoted to engineer 2004, five-ish. 2007, I believe, I got promoted to captain. 2015, I got promoted to battalion. And then I just got promoted a year and a half ago to deputy up in North County. Okay, so when you think about this, so when you retire, you're going to have 25 years in. Is mm -hmm. that right? So over 20 years as a medic, what are some things you've seen either on the EMS side, you know, changes as a medic? And I like to kind of reminisce back in the day when you and I became medics. We were real medics. You know, we got to crack people more often, mm -hmm. got to intubate more often versus using LMAs and all the other devices that we use now. We did central lines versus IOs. What are some things you, you've seen that are, have really changed positively um, from the time that you became a firefighter or medic and, until now? 
Well, I think just uh, like the equipment we have now, honestly, you know, Lucas devices, you know, game changer. Um, we, you know, I remember when we were a medic back in the day, we had three leads. Now we got 12 leads, you know, same thing, game changer. Um, I remember back in the day, day, we would, we would connect a, a phone line to the back of the monitors <laughs> and send them into the, into the hospital. So yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah. Capnography, you know what I mean? Everything, just the equipment we have today is just way better than what it was when I started back in the day. So the, the 12 lead, I, I remember doing that also. Uh, you either had that boxy kind of cell phone yep. deal you'd plug it into, <laughs> or you might have to use the the patient's landline, right? Mm-hmm. Depending upon what was going on at the time. Yep. Lucas devices, it's interesting there because that's a huge safety thing, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, like you said, back in the day, we always had to have, it could either be your medic partner or maybe an EMT in the back of the AMBO standing up, kind of crouched over the patient, having to do chest compressions, where now at least we can be a little bit better restrained than we mm-hmm. used to be. So far safer for our folks. Yeah, so it's just come a long way. You mean our electronic charting, I mean, you name it. Just, we capture way more than we used to back in the day. You know, we just, it's just, and that's what we do, right? 90% of the stuff we do is EMS. And so it's just evolved and and I don't do it anymore because I haven't, haven't started an IV and I can't tell you how long, so. It's probably, it's probably better it's than probably, we don't, yeah. we don't touch patients yeah. anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, okay, so last question I'm going to ask you here. I've asked every person that I've interviewed, and we're going to continue to do that as we get through all the staff members. What is one thing about you that no one that you work with would know? Mm. Something just interesting. Um, One thing that's interesting, I guess, in my life is as a child, um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to play sports or any of that stuff. When I was little, I was like two years old. I was real sick. Uh, my parents couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, come to find out I had bacterial meningitis. So I had bacterial meningitis. They went in and they basically scraped it all out of my spine. I had it in my lower spine. So they basically scraped like four or five vertebrae clean. Um, went home. was in the hospital for about a month, month and a half. Um, didn't get it all. So then I had to go back in the hospital. I was in the hospital another couple of months. So they didn't really know if I was going to be able, you know, how I was going to. I was like two years old. So through the years, you know, I just, I went through the doctors until I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. And then once that's all that got cleared, then they're, you know, they're like, yeah, good, clean bill of health. So I was lucky that way. And I was able to play sports. I was able to do my career, you know, so yeah, no, no issues. And it's probably, that's a little interesting, I guess. No, that's some that. people. I mean, some people know that my good friends know, but some people really don't know that. That's awesome. So to think about, you know, your ability to play sports all the way through school, go into an extremely physical job of being a firefighter, uh, just goes to show, like you said, you know, everything I I think that we do on the medical side, I think sometimes people don't realize how important it is, but medicine truly, it makes people's lives uh, so much better. For sure. Great. Anything else that you want to cover before we're uh, done here? Thanks. This is cool. Cool setup. Um, Kind of stressful. Looks like all these cameras are going to cool. Yeah, it's all good. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for interviewing right. with me today. Um, really enjoyed it. So thank you again for joining us on AFMA 360. Be safe, and I hope you have a great day.